This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast, sponsored by Visit Bemidji. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors covers the lakes, woods, trails, wildlife, and anything else going on outdoors in Paul Bunyan's playground. Hi, this is Toby Kavalibach of Leisure Outdoor Adventures. Welcome to Paul Bunyan Country. Well, we're checking in today with Isaiah Hahn of You Bet Fishing Guide Service. Uh, he is uh, wrapping up musky season, probably has already. Isaiah, welcome back to the show. Hey, it's great to be on. Thanks for having me, Kev. Are you all froze up over there so you can't get out and get a, a, a couple of more musky trips in before December 1? You know, I tell you what, I absolutely would love to, but yeah, for the most part, uh, our baits would be bouncing <laughs> right now. We're uh, pretty... Uh, pretty iced up for the most part not necessarily safe ice but not necessarily able to get out and keep uh, venturing out for those big muskies so yeah i know uh it, it of course uh you know if if a muskie angler can they will they will fish until november 30th no no doubt how was the fall bite for you this fall you know uh, so let's go back to september because okay. that's kind of you know that late august that first september that first cold front is really when I consider that first fall bite to happen. And my September bite was phenomenal. It was really good. We got lots of clients on fish, and it was just a lot of fun. The fish tend to move up pretty shallow, a lot of fast-moving uh, baits, top water, that type of thing, which is a fun time to fish, right? So September was really good, as it usually is. I, I usually have a little better success moving into October compared to what I had this year. So I would say my October was more of a challenge. We were still moving a lot of fish. We were still, um, you know, getting a lot of fish to move, but we weren't able to convert. We weren't able to get them in the net. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that was a little bit more of a challenge. Our October was a little bit more challenging. But then, you know, surprisingly, as it got into November, our November was great. Not necessarily a lot of numbers. But overall size, just phenomenal. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, so the November was, was, I would say, above average. My October was a little bit below average compared to normal. And my September was, I would say, about average to above average. So that's kind of how the fall went. But it was, it was overall a great fall, lots of fun. How about the overall season uh, starting when, when, it, when you got going on that first weekend in July? Was it an that overall first weekend like, in June, right? In June, Muskie. I mean, yep. yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, no, I thought, yeah, absolutely. So overall, you know, the muskie season, I would say a lot like my September bite. I would say average to above average. Um, the great thing about being in the Park Rapids area is is we tend to guide on a bunch of different lakes, specifically for muskies. You know, a lot of the times, you know, I have the opportunity to go to Leech Lake. It's only 30 minutes away from my house, so we do a lot of guiding there. Um, but, but the great thing about being in Park Rapids is, is if that's not going, we have a lot of other great options. If we move west over to DL, obviously north to, towards Bemidji, and of course we have a couple fun lakes right here in the Park Rapids area. So what was interesting about the season overall is even a lot of times we tend to get a, a, a decent open water bite even into uh, early to mid-July, and that seems to shut down in a lot of area lakes. Um, where we were already on a shallow bite, maybe earlier than normal. But then there were some other lakes that were, they were still out in that open water. Um, so the, those transition periods from spawn, um, recovering from spawn, going out into the open water, where most of the time the muskies are, you know, focusing on ciscos, whitefish, for example. And then they travel as they get towards, you know, after July 4th, mid-July, they start pushing back towards structure. So the, the change from one lake to the next was quite extreme where I was in open water on some lakes while I was casting up super shallow on other lakes. So just knowing the difference and knowing 
um, how to pattern those fish, specifically on the musky side, was a little bit more of a challenge this year. But overall, I would say once you were able to pattern them and, and get people on fish, I would say it was about average to above average overall. Okay. And, and was there any particular lake that really stood out to you this year? You know, we did a lot both on Leech Lake, which was super, super fun. The great thing about Leech Lake, you know, being from Park Rapids, you're only a half an hour away, is, is it offers you just so many different variables as far as big water, deep water, you know, a lot of people saying, oh, there's no more weeds and leech. They're tough to find. Well, they're there. They're just maybe different type of weeds than you would normally look for. They're not big, lush-type, broad cabbage leaves, you know what I mean, that you would normally kind of expect, obviously, uh, due to environmental changes there with the zebra mussels and everything. Um, but they're still there. So knowing how to pattern them on that lake, uh, that you can still have a lot of fun on that body of water. And the other cool thing about leech is – is you got two really different types of bodies. You know, you got a, you've got Walker Bay, which is really steep mm-hmm. or really deep. You got the big body of water, which tends to be all rocks. You got a sand bite. There's plenty of backwater bays for uh, a weed bite as well. Uh, when you're talking about like Miller Bay or Urim Bay or Sucker Bay or Portage, for example. So you, the variety is really what makes it fun out in Leech. So Leech was, was exciting for us. Uh, obviously, I did a lot on Big Man Trap, mm-hmm. being right in the Park Rapids area. So those are two of my lakes that I hit up quite a bit. I did venture out quite a bit from that as well, quite a few lakes over in the Detroit Lakes area as well. Hit up Plantagenet, which is what a lot of people forget, still in Hubbard County, of course, but you know, uh, it's a lot closer to the city of Bemidji than it is Park Rapids, for example. So um, we were all over. Yeah. You know, the thing about um, uh, Man Trap is it has really developed quite a reputation in the last several years as a, a really premier musky lake. Are you still seeing the good sizes that kind of popped up uh, a few years ago? Yeah, absolutely. You know, so let's just talk about average overall. For me specifically, and this is for Man Trap um, and even other lakes in the surrounding areas, I did really good um, this year for like. 44 inches and less, like 36 to 44, great numbers there. But my numbers overall, catch rate, you know, that mid-40 range to four-foot range, 48 inches, was probably down compared to normal years for me. Um, but, but catching fish in the 50-inch class um, was, was still very, very prominent. Was, I think we had close to a dozen fish over that 50-inch range. So that was really exciting. And that didn't just include – that didn't just include – big man trap but that included a lot of the other area lakes as well so we we had plenty of opportunities and overall man trap has got a great healthy population of muskies the downside is it it does see plenty of pressure so just knowing when to hit those uh lakes at the right time and really pattern them the best that you can is is really what can make it or break it sometimes when it comes to putting muskies in the boat was there a particular uh, method you used this year that seemed to work better, or did it change by the season? You know, definitely seasonal patterns and understanding those seasonal patterns. And, for example, wind makes such a difference where, for example, a lot of people say east wind, the fish bite the least, of course, west fish bite the best. Now, there are certain, specifically when we're talking about muskies, there are lakes that I would never go to on a strong east wind just because it just doesn't seem like we have any luck on the musky side. But then on other lakes, when you have a strong east wind, they're going. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. just knowing specific lakes and really obviously time on the water can make a major difference. 
But uh, we'll talk about big man traps specifically because that's a lake I hit up quite a bit is we found that wind made a huge difference this year and specifically anything coming from the north or northwest was really, really good. When in other years I've had really good success on any wind, south, southwest, southeast, but this year it seemed like more of a, a north or northwest bite seemed to be a lot better, which was nice because a lot of times when you get a northwest wind, the wind is usually cooking pretty good where it's a little bit tougher to get out on bigger bodies of water for like, for example, Leech Lake. But man trap, big man trap provides plenty of windbreak and other opportunities where you can get out of that wind and still be successful, you know, even in a smaller size boat. Um, uh, even, you know, um, if you have a 14 or 16 foot uh, aluminum craft or some type of aluminum boat, Londek, for example, mm-hmm. you can still successfully fish that lake. You know, you don't need that big fiberglass range of boat, for example. So, yeah, you know, overall, it was, it was a lot of fun, but just knowing how to pattern those fish made a major, major difference. I know you do a lot of musky angling and musky guiding, but I know you also do guiding for anything else. Um, so overall, in the Park Rapids area, how was the fall and uh, how was the season? Yeah, overall the season was pretty good. I would say my walleye numbers were definitely down for me this year for whatever reason here in the Park Rapids area. A little bit, the spring was good. The summer, I would say, was about average. My fall, believe it or not, was, I would say, a little bit below average. Um, but then again, I was picking up a lot more musky trips uh, this fall than I have in past fall. So that could be, you know, part of it again. But the panfish bite, I tell you specifically, the crappie bite was one of my best years ever in the Park Rapids area. And I got lots and lots of family trips where we targeted the panfish, specifically sunnies and crappies, of course. But the panfish bite from beginning to end seemed to be really good all season long. So that's one thing that really hit home was, uh, specifically talking crappies and, and the overall year class of crappies was was really good in a variety of lakes from the crow wing lakes to all even um, you know the fish hook chain of lakes um, even on a, a potato for example fish hook was really good for the panfish bite this year so overall that panfish bite just really stuck out this year for whatever reason hmm one of the things you guys have done stellar work on in in Hubbard County is uh, is AIS and and you know watching boats and doing the best you can to keep AIS out of your waters. Are you still a hundred percent, or has anything snuck in that I haven't heard about yet? Yeah, there's a few lakes in the Park Rapids area where we do have some um, invasive species, but overall, I still think because of the great job that our county does, it's it's really you know low like as far as the overall invasive species and the great thing is is they're, they're not just a lot of times just checking these lakes on weekends they have usually especially on some of the more popular lakes they have somebody there every single day of the week which is phenomenal right and mm-hmm. and they're not there to scold you or anything like that they're just there to help educate and it just protects our lakes so i i have to give a lot of props to a lot of our lake associations here in the Hubbard County area, they just do such a great job. And it's, I almost get to see them almost on a daily basis, sometimes twice a day, because I'm in and out of those lakes so many times. So you really get to know them pretty good as a guy, to be honest with you. A lot of the guys who, who are checking lake to lake, you know. I am sure. And that's, that is, uh, you know, really, really important. I mean, we've got a lot of lakes in, in the Bemidji area that now have, you know, um, Zebra mussels and, you know, even plant-based, uh, that seems to be growing all the time, too. So 
um, all everything you can do uh, is worth it because you know there's still more water without AIS than there is water with AIS. Right, and I think that's what's important too. You know, and it's one of those things. Well, are you ever going to be able to stop it? You know, you know, time will tell. You know, you don't know unless you try. So that's kind of the way I look at it. You know, and if you put your best foot forward, it can only mean it, it can only help. You know what I mean? And what we still have found out is not necessarily that, for example, zebra mussels are affecting fish populations. They definitely affect fishing environments, right? Mm -hmm. But, you know, the time will tell also, you know, on how they will affect these fishing populations, you know, and the way you obviously will fish for them. You look at Cass Lake, you look at Bemidji, for example, the lakes are getting really clear, right? So your night bites, your late evenings, early mornings are going to be more of a time to target these fish. So yeah, the way you target them might definitely change. That's for sure. Isaiah Hahn of You Bet Fishing Guide Service, my guest today. we got a lot more to cover with Isaiah next. Hi, this is Joel Nelson of Joel Nelson Outdoors with an update for you. Kev Jackson still does not have a clue. But all of us at the League of Extraordinary Anglers keep carrying his water on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Hi, this is Dick Beardsley with Dick Beardsley Fishing Guide Service and Fish House Rentals. Are you looking to plan your next ice fishing adventure? Well, look no further as Bemidji, Minnesota is the place to be. There are over 400 fishing lakes within a 25-mile radius of Bemidji. Come drop a line at becoming a fishing legend. While on your fishing adventure, explore the hundreds of well-groomed snowmobile trails that Bemidji has to offer. Don't forget to take a picture with the historic Paul Bunyan and Babe the Blue Ox. Bemidji, bigger fish and better stories. I'm Bruce Jean, and this is Paul Bunyan Country. We are talking fishing, musky, and otherwise with Isaiah Hahn of You Bet Fishing Guide Service. You have ice in your neck of the woods. Have you ventured out on it yet? You know, I haven't. Uh, I've been so um, involved in, in both of my boys. Um, they're both starting with uh, athletics and sports. Plus, I'm also doing coaching myself, but I will get out for sure this weekend here, which will be the first weekend in December, so we're looking forward to getting out. I will definitely get out on the ice here yet this weekend, but um, yeah, we've been really busy with, um, edu- you know, on the school side of things with teaching and coaching, so, but I'm looking forward to getting out on the ice, that's for sure. What have you heard from those who've been out on the ice? Yeah, the, you know, the key right now, just for safety purposes, is yeah. definitely those windbreak lakes that tend to be shallow and fairly small. Those are your safest lakes right now. Um, and people are catching fish, that's for sure. Like, they are definitely venturing out and, they're, you know, using all precautions uh, as, you, as you would need to in early ice situations. But fish are being caught in shallow water, small lakes that are, have windbreak are, are finding some safe ice. But it won't be long, I tell you what, it won't be long before you'll be able to venture out in some of those bigger lakes here in the Park Rapids area between the fish hooks, the potatoes, the crow wing lakes, stuff like that. Um, as far as safety goes and everything. So we're definitely looking forward to the next season. Okay, yeah. Um, Ice fishing is something a lot of people are passionate about. I prefer soft water myself. I'm kind of a wuss weather-wise. So, you know, I'll take a nice summer day to be on the boat myself. But, um, you know, with the clothing we have available, with the even the portable fish houses are so comfortable now, um, it, it sure has made it a lot easier to get out there. Oh, it's it, it's made it so fun, so enjoy, so enjoyable. I loved ice fishing even before we had all these things, right? And now, <laughs> now we have all these opportunities. Um, so it definitely makes it fun. Definitely makes it enjoyable. And I do really enjoy ice fishing. I, I pick up plenty of chips on the weekends 
usually starting after um, the new year where we start really start grinding and, and getting more into the guiding portion of it for the ice fishing. But with all that being said, I am 100% with you, Kev. I still would rather be in a boat. I still love my open water. Um, and for good reason, obviously, right? The, the muskie season closes here at the end of this week, so um, you can't really target muskies through the ice. So um, obviously, being a, a muskie head, I, I would much rather be in a boat targeting muskies. That's for sure. So did you run into any new gear that really uh, really excited you? This, I mean, forget electronics. We know that that changes every 30 minutes. You can always find right. some really cool new <laughs> electronics. That's the truth, right? <laughs> um, but any new lures or any new uh, rods, reeled combos, anything that you really like this year? You know, I, I would say not so much. You know, I, I run a little bit of everything. Um, um, I'm a big St. Croix guy when it comes to rods big Daiwa fan when it comes to the real side of things. Um, you know, let's talk specific lures. And on the musky side, most fishermen, uh, or I should say anglers, most anglers have way too many <laughs> equipment to be going with, right? We just, it's kind of an addiction, right? But you can take that times 10 when it comes to musky baits. Like, man, I... It brings me back to being a kid when I used to be into trading like baseball and basketball and football cards, right? I always had way too many of them, right? And my, my parents were like, you don't need this many baseball and basketball cards. You need to back off a little bit. And now that, that passion is turned over to I've got way too many lures right now. You know what I mean? So <laughs> yep. um, just always collecting and always the opportunity to find that next bait that maybe somebody else isn't using or somebody else doesn't have specifically on the muskie side. Um, I, I will say that overall our topwater bite was phenomenal this year. And after talking to a lot of other muskie guides and also a lot of other muskie anglers, they didn't have maybe the same great topwater bite. So it's interesting to hear from other anglers what was successful for them compared to me. Um, but, yeah, I, like our topwater bite was so good, especially, believe it or not, for really big fish, which was really, really exciting to see. Um, but I would also say um, I, we did a lot more throwing big rubbers, your medusas, your bulldogs, um, swim baits, and, and that's something where, you know, it really makes a difference on the anglers you have in your boat. Like, sometimes that's tough. It's challenging to throw big musky baits sometimes. So you're really at, you know, trying to make the people in your boat the most successful as possible. And if they're not able to throw big rubber baits, then it's not going to work. You know what I mean? So really understanding the anglers in your boat and what works best for them and their ability um, can maybe, not maybe, but can definitely make a major difference as far, as far as putting more muskies in the boat. But throwing big rubber was really successful for us this year. All right. Well, before we wrap it up, do you have a quick, uh, do you have time for a quick fast five? Yeah, absolutely. I always enjoy the fast five. All right, here we go. Isaiah Hahn, fast five. Fast five. Question number one. The old TV commercial said, got milk? How about you? You got milk? You like milk? You know, I'm I'm a big milk guy. I absolutely love milk. Um, believe it or not, I love it all. We have almond milk in our fridge right now. We have regular 2% milk in our fridge right now. We drink it all. <laughs> white or chocolate? What's your preference? Uh, definitely white. I Probably when I was a kid, if you would have asked me this, when I was in eighth grade, it probably would have been chocolate. But now as an adult, I prefer white milk. Question number two, backyard barbecue, you can have one thing from the grill. Is it going to be a burger or is it going to be a brat? 
It's going to be a burger, a grilled cheeseburger with bacon and lettuce, the whole the whole nine yards. Absolutely, everything. Is there a specific cheese that you like? You know, I'm probably pe- pepper jack. I'd say a little bit of spice, a little bit more taste there. I would say pepper jack, and and a little pink in the middle of that burger. Absolutely. You know, I grew up on a beef farm um, oh. when I uh, down in southern Minnesota, so we've always had beef in our fridge and our freezer and stuff. So I've always been a hamburger fan, hamburger and steak. All right. Question number three: uh, Are you a coffee drinker? I am not a coffee drinker, which is crazy because my wife, who I know you know, Kev, yeah. is is a huge coffee drinker. Uh, but yeah, I am not a coffee drinker. I've never really gotten into it. I'm going to try and stay clear of it because I hear if you start, it's kind of addicting. So right now I'm going to stay clear. <laughs> well, how do you get your caffeine fix or do you need a caffeine fix? You know, I'm a, I don't drink a lot of caffeine. To be honest, I do drink a lot of Gatorade. I'm a huge Gatorade fan. Um, I think that goes back to being in athletics and being into coaching. I've just always had kind of that sweet tooth. So I enjoy Gatorade. All right. Now, uh, uh, talking about Beth here for a second, does she, she drink her coffee black or does she need additives? No, she doesn't need additives whatsoever. She All she right. likes the black, she likes the dark. So that's kind of her flavor, that's for sure. All right. Question number four. Uh, when when I was growing up, and this will date me a little bit, we always talked about whether it was going to be Ginger or Marianne from Gilligan's Island. I don't know if you ever watched Gilligan's Island reruns or anything when you were growing up. I, I do know what you're talking about. I've seen a few, but I'm not super familiar with Gilligan's Island, but okay. I absolutely know what you're talking about. All right. So I'm going to change it for your generation. We're going to go with Friends. So Absolutely. if you have to choose, is it Rachel, Monica, or Phoebe? Um, Phoebe's super funny, um, but I'll probably go with uh, I'll probably go with Rachel. Yeah, I think Rachel's gonna. As I ask this question, I think Rachel's gonna run away with this one. I have a feeling. I think so too, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. All right, final question. I think I know the answer to this, but uh, I'm not a hundred percent sure. You never know in the state of Minnesota. So I got. I just gonna ask it flat out: Vikings or Packers for you? Man, you don't even bring the Packer word up to me. In fact, I often tell the people in my boat, if you're a Packer fan, you can't enter the boat. So that's, that's all hardcore. I, that's a false, of course. I have plenty of Packer fans who enter my boat as clients and as, as, as family members and stuff. But, no, I am all Vikings all the way. I've always been a Vikings fan since day one. So I still have hope, Kev. Let's go Vikings. All right. Love to hear it. So who should start at quarterback next game? I'm still going to go with Dobbs. We can't give up on him yet, man. we got to give him a shot. Okay. Hey, do uh, uh, you do some ice fishing guiding? Yeah, absolutely, for sure. All right, so if people want to get out on the ice with you, how do they go about getting signed up? Yeah, there's a couple different ways. They can check my website at youbetfishing.com, or you can find me on all the social media pages from Instagram or Facebook at You Bet Fishing, or simply give me a call. The Probably the best way to get a hold of me is on my cell phone, which is 218-308-8695. And I'm assuming you're taking reservations for 2024 Softwater, too, if people want to do that. Yeah, we, we still, you know, we just got a call for a trip here right before uh, right before the call for you. So, yeah, we, we, we are definitely getting prepared for the next season as well, from ice fishing all the way on to the next open water season. He's Isaiah Hahn of You Bet Fishing Guide Service in the Park Rapids area. Isaiah, great to have you on the show again. Thanks very much. Hey, thanks again, Kev. Have a good one. That's it for this week. I'm Kev Jackson. Thanks to Isaiah Hahn of You Bet Fishing Guide Service and Dick Beardsley of Dick Beardsley's Guide Service for talking fishing with us today as we wait 
for hard water time. Some people aren't waiting, but uh, a lot of people, they'd like it to be a little thicker. We'll see what happens here in the next two weeks. If you do feel the need to get out there, make sure it's thick enough and make sure you've got everything you need. Be safe and have a great weekend. Bye-bye.